Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Addison and Caitlin. Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. And RJ. Hello. Caitlin's back from some uh, rather interesting adventures, I'm sure, which we're going to get to hear about shortly. Um, after you read this ad. After I oh, read yes. this ad. Very important. <laughs> I can never remember that part, but yes. Fun Facts Live is brought to you by Words of McCullough. You've just landed your dream job, the junior grape collector position at the world's premier imagination factory. With the help of your new friend Bingo, it's time to explore neighborhoods, gather words, and earn grapes to power imagination. You'll need the company app to get started, so what are you waiting for? Go download it. Um, WordsMcCullough.com. I just did an update to Words of McCullough and actually Match Solitaire as well to my uh, most popular games, I would say. Um, one of the cool things about Match Solitaire, which I should have pointed out during the stream, is there used to be a jitter in the animations, which drove me nuts, but I didn't ever want to tell anyone about it because once you see it, you can't unsee it. So, uh, but now you can look all you want because it's gone. I finally figured out how to get rid of that little bit of jitter so that Animations should be all buttery smooth now. So the uh, the card animations or the, the character animations? character animations. Oh, okay. Yeah, like especially ones who stood still, like um, Carl the reindeer yeah. who's standing there just with his uh, cup of steaming hot coffee. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. His legs would like jitter around, even though they were supposed oh. to be still. I'm glad you never <laughs> noticed. It was very subtle, <laughs> but but if you saw it, like it drove me nuts. For a long yeah, time. I'm sure. Yeah, one of those once you see it, you can't unsee it kind of things. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, when I was developing Words call it, I learned how to get rid of that jitter, and then I went back and took mm. me like three days to go update all the animations to to apply that fix. But it's done. It's in, and it looks even more beautiful than ever. Um, yeah. So anyway, that is an update on my games. But now, for the good stuff, let's start with, I don't know, I feel like maybe we should wrap it up with Caitlin today because I feel like it's going to be like super cool to hear about her adventures to Colorado. Oh no, you're overselling it. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just feel I it. I hope I can live up to your uh, I'm sure it will. Uh, so let's start with... I think we started with RJ last week, so let's start with Allison. Okay. Wait, RJ likes to go. RJ likes to go oh, first, first or, or last. last. Okay, RJ, yeah. take it away. Um, actually, I think I'm going to uh, leave myself uh, just a space to draw because I have somewhat of a uh, maybe complex illustration today oh. that I definitely can't do while oh. talking. Okay. Because I just listened to a really. Uh, really interesting, but kind of not that great podcast uh, that was partially about the Jersey Devil. Are y'all familiar with the Jersey Devil? No. Yes. I'm familiar with the hockey team. I'm not. Tell me, what's who's the it Jersey is, Devil? What is it? It is a cryptid. It's sort of oh. like a 
a oh. horse with a really long neck with like devil wings and a oh. fork tail and cloven hooves. What? So, and it has horns. So it's, I'm going to attempt to draw it. So you'll see the drawing like on Instagram and TikTok <laughs> okay. because I can't, I'm looking at a picture of it now that I'm going to use as my model, but I can't, uh, definitely can't draw it while I'm talking. So, and it flies around Jersey? Or is that what you're about to tell me? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it's um, it's from some particular area of Jersey that now I am not sure. I've never been there, so I, I don't really know. I think it's the Pine Barrens. Okay, yeah. I was yeah, just going to say, are we talking right, yeah. about New Jersey or are we talking about Jersey, the island in the British Isles? <laughs> no, New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey, okay. Um, yeah, so the, the sort of... driver. Go ahead. <laughs> the the legend is that uh, a, a witch named Mother Leeds gave birth to this child who uh, is described as a horse-like head, cloven hooves, a long tail, and bat-like wings. And it, it like screamed at them and then flew away and now haunts yeah, the Pine Barrens. Okay. Um, oh my. That's, and in the podcast that I listened to, they said specifically that Mother Leeds had... 13 children and this was her 13th child and as uh, she was giving birth she cried out let this one be a devil what um and she wanted it, it happened <laughs> uh, i guess because she's a witch i'm not really sure oh so that's that's like the the legend but this podcast interviewed a, a historian um who told the actual historical story of the origin of the jersey devil Oh, that's interesting. And, so there, um, there actually is some sort of basis for this story. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, I, I'm going to go into Jake mode. If you've listened <laughs> to previous podcasts, that Jake has been our, uh, our special guest. He loves <laughs> American history. So this is going to be a Revolutionary War-ish uh, American oh. history. So there was actually a Leeds family. Um, and but they were not like superstitious rural, you know, 13 children, let this one be a devil people. Um, actually, uh, Titan Leeds was, uh, I think he was a politician, um, but he also, his, his thing was he had an almanac, hmm. uh, which then put him directly in competition with Ben Franklin and his very famous almanac. Okay. Uh, and Franklin and Leeds sort of went back and forth. Franklin in his almanac uh, said that astrologically Titan Leeds would die in 1733. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. Leeds called Franklin <laughs> a fool and a liar. And Franklin said, uh, well, Titan's dead. So his ghost must be the one calling mm -hmm. me a fool and a liar. <laughs> uh, Oh Leeds tried to Leeds tried to defend himself. Franklin said Leeds must have been resurrected from That's the dead. Um, <laughs> and uh, Leeds actually died five years later. Um, and it sort of worked because we all know poor Richard's almanac and we don't really have, we've never really heard of the Leeds almanac yeah. unless I guess <laughs> you're a historian or you've read the story before. <laughs> um, so the way this sort of relates is that um by the time of the revolutionary war um the the leeds the leeds family 
was sort of pro-Britain, despite living in the, the colonies. Okay. And so they became sort of a scapegoat, political scapegoat for anyone who uh, was against the revolution. And the, the name was the Leeds Devil. So if you are my political opponent, I can call you a Leeds Devil. Oh. So the uh, later, a, a dime museum, like, basically bought a goat and put a, you know, put a, another horn on it and sold it as the Leeds Devil as like a um, sideshow kind of thing. And okay. it became more of a mythological you know, a devil and people sort of forgot the story of the the political origin, which was just sort of a, a rude nickname for your political opponent. <laughs> That's very interesting how these stories kind of evolve yeah. and which ones stick around and which ones don't. Yeah. You know, it, it brings, um, I'm kind of curious, it brings up a question for me about the number 13. I never really looked into why the number 13 is you know, this was a 13th child or whatever, why that's bad. In our building, um, there are technically... I told you this was my fun fact. I don't know why you're... You did? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I didn't know. Sorry. Jeez, okay, David. never mind. Never mind. You're going to answer the oh, question no. then. Yeah. Oh, okay. you should have, you could have interrupted me sooner. Sorry. I thought you were giving me like a, an odd lead-in. No. And then no, 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 no. you weren't. And I was like, I got to put All right, take, yeah, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> sorry, about, I had no idea. This is 13th podcast episode. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, I didn't even know that. I would have introduced you, with you, some scary you, music you, or you something. You told me. I hope it's true. I didn't check. I told you I last week, and you know I don't remember things okay. very long. A <laughs> <laughs> little goldfish buddy. Yeah, that's your favorite nickname for me, the goldfish. Yeah. Well, is RJ done? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go for okay. it. If you're okay. just, it's okay. even better if you're just related. It I didn't realize it. Yeah. 13th either. Yep. Um, so, fear of the number 13. Okay. It's called Triskaidekaphobia. And this particular episode, which apparently no one should listen to, <laughs> or shall we just name it 14? We have a couple of options. Okay. All right. We have a couple of <laughs> options. Um, so, there's no like definitive reason why the number 13. I thought you said you were going to answer my question. I'm going to answer some <laughs> theories about it. You okay. can pick the one you like the best. <laughs> okay, fine. And um, because obviously 13 is unlucky in Western cultures. It's not unlucky in all cultures. Other cultures have different unlucky numbers. Unlucky numbers. Like so, four, right? And like four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of possible origins of why the number 13 is considered unlucky. So I'm going to review okay. a few of them with um, you. On pins and needles. Okay. Um, one has to do with the number system of the ancient Sumerians. Ancient Sumerians. Yeah. And 13 As, fingers. What? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have had too much uh, coffee uh, this morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go Um. So they their number system was based on the number 12 and oh. 12 being considered the perfect number. So 13 then was presented in contrast with this perfect 12 based number system. Is that where our calendar comes as from? As an unlucky number. Well, that's, that's, another, that's another possible explanation <laughs> is that um, 
there was an but order. Why was 12 the perfect number for the Sumerians? 12 was the perfect number for the Sumerians um, because they used like a calendar based system, I guess. So 12 months, 12 hour half days. So they just like, they just used the 12 it was just for that arbitrary. purpose. Yeah. As far as like I know. 12, that's I didn't, the I didn't number. research too okay. much into it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It. Um, so another possible reason is also related Maybe to the like calendar. Like the twelfth man. <laughs> okay. David, stop interrupting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ouch! I'm getting the pinches now. Okay. Um, so another possible explanation was um, orders of monks that were in charge of calendars had a very difficult time um, charting calendars in years with thirteen full moons instead of twelve. So that's one of oh, the, the number of full moons in a year. Yeah. Twelve, typically. Typically. So monks had a hard time if there were 13. Um, another possible explanation is that uh, Judas was the 13th person to sit down at the table okay. in the Last Supper. And there's um, a related story in Norse mythology that Loki was the 13th god okay. to sit down um, at the table. And then there's also one specifically related to Friday the 13th. Um, that's when King uh, Philip IV of France ordered the arrests and murders of members of the Knights Templar. Um, and then there's another version where um, one of the kind of the earliest texts that we have is from Babylon. I'm going to mispronounce this. It's the Code of um, Hammurabi. Okay. Um, and it, it didn't include a 13th article. It was just skipped over. Oh. Um, it turns out that was a clerical error and that in <laughs> other versions of like the translated text, there is a number 13. Oh. Um, so those are kind of all of the possible or, or some of the possible origins of why 13 okay. is unlucky. Um, but when it comes to buildings, um, the in 2002, Otis Elevators, which is kind of like the most prominent yeah. elevator brand, mm -hmm. estimated that 85% of um, buildings with Otis Elevators do not have a 13th floor. Uh, like ours. <laughs> like ours, exactly. Um, so, And that is in response to a fear of superstition by tenants. <laughs> Nobody wanted to occupy the 13th floor. Or so they thought. So you couldn't sell an apartment there. But there's no um, modern real estate data that, that supports that apartments on 13th floors go at a lower value or occupied at a lesser rate mm -hmm. or have any serious like real estate related issues. Okay. Um, but the most common kind of substitutes are 12A oh. <laughs> and, and M. Um, some people oh. think it's M because M is the 13th letter of the Latin alphabet, but also M because some buildings use it as a mechanical floor oh. rather than an occupied oh. like residence floor. Oh. Um, but one thing I thought was really interesting is that in Vancouver, they've banned the practice of skipping either the fourth floor because they do because Vancouver does have a, a very large population of um Chinese immigrants, or the 13th floor because it's dangerous for first responders not being able to know like which floor oh, they're going to. Yeah, from yeah. the and outside, they don't, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, so they don't think it, it's worth <clears throat> the risk. But uh, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I was wondering if maybe it was less common to skip it in newer buildings. 
Yeah, um, that's what I'm. You know, I'm guessing that the building you get, you guys live in in New York is probably it's older. Ancient. It's very. It's yeah. 18. Oh, said it's 100 wow. years old. Yeah. yeah. It's wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, let me look. So, How old is our building? <laughs> yeah. While you look that up, I, go ahead. I I have lived well in what in it was in, in 2016 it was a brand new building and like we were the first people to live in our apartment and we did have a 13th floor ah. um yeah. did not live on it we lived on the seventh floor yeah. but sorry i was wrong 1905 our building was built in 1905 I mean, still, still yeah. it's over 100 years yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah it's it's um, old right now um we're suffering a little bit from its its uh, age. age we don't mm. have um gas which powers both the dryers, so we have no laundry oh, capabilities, no. And, um, and our stove. Our stove. So oh, I bought, no. I bought a little electric um, cooktop thing so we can heat up. Yeah, stuff and we on have a little stove. like toaster oven, convection oven, yeah. air fryer thing. Yeah. We have no no oven, no range, nope. and no dryer. Nope. Um, and how for long the foreseeable have you been future? A month. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. We don't know how long it's going to take no, to fix no. it. <laughs> no idea. No ETA for for it being oh, fixed. No. Apparently, it's a really big problem. Yeah. Oh no. So, so one time, I... not to derail fun facts, but one time we, like the the gas company came to you know do their meter reader. Or no, they they had to they were replacing. There was like systematically replacing everyone's meters or something, and okay. they like came to the door after having done it, and they were like, uh, we noticed the you have a little leak outside and so we need to like call in another team to come fix that or whatever so they did and then when that team left they forgot to turn the gas back on (laughs) and so when i went to so i knew that they had turned it off and i when they and then like they had left and i was like oh i have to go we had a gas water heater at the time and i had to go i was like oh i have to go relight the pilot light on the gas water heater and i went to do it it didn't work and i was like "Uh oh what are we what am i doing wrong and i went in and tried to light the stove and the stove wouldn't turn on either and i was like oh great and of course this was like right after the regular hours on the like um you know the the customer service line closed and i'm like great do i what do i do you know we're not gonna have any hot water we're not gonna like we can't yeah that's bad it wasn't the summertime so it wasn't like we needed the heater but it doesn't it wasn't like we needed the furnace and i i think i just called the emergency line and was like okay this is not an emergency i do not have a leak (laughs) but i do need i needed to talk to a person (laughs) and they they sent someone out to to turn it back on and it wasn't a problem at the end but i was just like do i call the emergency line it's not an emergency this feels like calling 911 when i shouldn't or something (laughs) yeah Yeah, what else are you supposed to do but yeah fortunately we have hot water Yes, we have an oil-based like reserve for hot yeah, water. Yeah, they have a, they can switch between oil and gas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the hot water. Yeah. So thankfully. So, but we, yeah, it's the the charms of old. Yeah, it's a very charming building. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. but yeah, it has. We its have issues. an original mail chute from 1911 that's beautiful. Ooh, it has like so brass pretty. plaques. Yeah, and it's actually functional. Active. Yeah, we thought it was can, just decorative, but it's not. You can <laughs> drop your on any floor. You can drop something in the chute. Yeah. It pops out at the bottom, and every every day, someone from the post office that's comes cool. by and yeah. unlocks it and checks for something in it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, you have a question in the oh, chat. We have a oh. Question. Are laundromats still common for you, or is that just a movie thing? Yes. Yes. We are a laundromat, yeah. and they are very common. Most of those um, apartments in the city, at least the ones that we can afford reasonably, <laughs> do not have... Uh, um, don't have laundry what, in the apartment. Right. Even this, 
this this building is not a low end uh, building really and they still it's just because it's so mm -hmm. old yeah. they can't have yeah. they just don't have the physical ability to run the lines for um yeah for so the dryers. you so would normally have laundry in the building though right it depends so oh. like i've lived in um pretty much before i moved into this apartment building i lived in a brownstone and it's very mm -hmm. uncommon for them to like designate any space in a brownstone for communal yeah, laundry walks, like how many blocks? Uh, you walked a long way to, yeah. take, to take her laundry oh somewhere yeah. and do it. Um, but, but like something that's not like, because brownstones are pretty much single family buildings converted to apartment buildings. Right. And I so like they a, don't have laundry, but something purpose designed as an apartment building usually does have a laundry. Yeah, mine was in the uh -huh. basement. Yeah, usually um, in the basement. A shared laundry. Yeah, and our, in our building, there's one washer and one dryer per floor, and nice. it's right outside of our like trash and recycling room on every floor. Yeah, which is awesome. We have a garbage chute. You yeah, can just drop the trash in, and you don't even have to go downstairs, which is nice. Yeah, it's that is like the number one thing I miss about living in, a, in an apartment building was the trash. Yeah, chute. yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, we had a, um, a a spare blow up bed that got a hole in it, mm -hmm. um, and my poor nephews ended up on the floor in the morning anyway that got oh. that got, that fit down the chute yeah just just recently yeah it's a it's a fun thing but um but i did want to bring up um you mentioned oh no it was me mentioning you pinching me just just a little ago oh yes but we actually <laughs> actually we got to see um shakespeare in the park mm -hmm. allison got us tickets which are not easy to score but she she got a lot she won the tickets in a lottery anyway we got to see shakespeare in the park it was like an amazing it was wonderful really incredible experience i never imagined that a free theater event could be so cool if you ever get a chance do it it's great <laughs> but anyway um one of the we had, neither of us had ever seen this particular play but it was merry wives of windsor merry wives of oh. windsor um, and the main character, what's his? Falstaff. Falstaff was played to perfection. Yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's just amazing. Highly recommended. But uh, one of, Falstaff is a fool, and he's kind of um, the villain of the play. And his punishment in the end, in the play, was everyone gathers around and starts pinching him. And, and so we were like, is this, because the, the play is not a hundred, it's modernized. Yeah, it's set in Harlem oh, in okay. an African immigrant community. And it has a lot of like music and musical yeah. interludes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And um, like it takes place between like a clinic, a laundromat yes. and like a nail salon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, so very, it's, it's very different. Yeah, than, it's very modernized. Yeah. So I was very curious, is that something they just like, changed about the play to like because it was very odd that he was getting pinched yeah. um, it just didn't fit the whole rest of the, of the thing so mm -hmm. i actually looked it up i looked or, it up okay allison looked it up and it's actually in the original yeah that's his punishment wow. but they pinched. sing yeah, they I'm, sing a I'm pinching just... song while they're pinching him which oh, is okay. why i started singing at david it's like you know this is the rest of your the rest of your days is me singing and pinching you yeah yeah yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> that sounds very. It does sound very Shakespearean comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Paul staff sitting there on the bench in tears, yeah. getting pinched. <laughs> yeah. it, it is painful. I've got bruises. So. You had one bruise. Okay. Well, at least one. <laughs> at least one. <laughs>
Anyway, all right. So that brings us to the moment we've been waiting for, which is <laughs> which is Caitlin's uh, trip. Caitlin, you had to go. You had the pleasure yes. of going to Colorado last week. Missed. Or Incorrect. Had... Yeah, she went to South Dakota. Wrong state. Oh my gosh. Allison South Dakota. <laughs> all right, it's the goldfish brain back in back in action. I mean, you but were anyway. like, sort of. No, I was trying to, same time zone, yeah. I guess. Okay. I was going to say mountainous, bordering. Thanks. I appreciate the benefit of it out there. Um, yeah, but welcome back. Super Thank happy you. to have you. What happened? <laughs> yes, so um, I got on a plane for the first time in 18 months, which is very, which is a very unusual gap for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the airport like? It Did was. It seem normal? actually not all that different i mean it was maybe a little bit less busy okay um but the procedures I, are the same except for you got to wear a mask yep. i assume yep you got to wear a mask the whole time um from the moment you walk into the airport until you walk out of the airport at your final destination so can, can you have a drink or something do they serve well, food? yeah you can okay but even on the you know on the plane they were trying to uh convince people to like basically they want what they wanted was people would like take a mask off take a sip put your mask back oh on. my gosh like it would, i don't think anybody did that i would just kind of like you know drink a, you know i wouldn't like you know guzzle my whole drink but i would you know take a few sips put right. it down put the mask back on <laughs> wait a few minutes you know it was like okay so i wasn't quite you know i don't think anyone was quite as <laughs> upset um <laughs> What's the word I was like? I don't know. So, Not I, obsessive, but like yeah. quite as as a stickler as they wanted them to be. But you know, it was uh, fine. Um, okay. Nobody fussed about it. At least I didn't see anybody, you know, get in trouble for not wearing their mask or like get, you know, escorted off the plane or anything. Nothing. Okay. nothing yeah, I've heard so many. That's out. all I hear about airlines these days is just like passengers getting just going crazy and. Well, I think, uh, you know, at this point, people who are traveling are like, they probably are, you know, realize that this is a privilege and not a right. And yeah, so they what was the last one I heard? Someone um, just in the middle of the flight decided they wanted to exit and I uh, just saw a picture of her duct taped to her seat because she wouldn't stop trying to open the door during the flight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's something you don't want to know just before you get on a plane. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so there were I more of the a number of the like the restaurants in the airports were closed. Um, mm -hmm. you know, just had the grates down and even though sometimes in some cases the lights were on, it was very weird. Um, I don't know what the, oh. so I think just there's like not enough Why? staff. No, airport just, snacks. Like, oh my gosh. That's the, there were some some things were open. I mean like okay. Hudson News was open, right? Okay, so okay. don't worry, you get your snacks in your magazines. <laughs> okay, but okay. um but like the Boston Air the Dunkin' Donuts was closed. What? what? Like, I was just gonna be like, well, know, Dunkin's right? not that closed was, at Logan, but yeah, that's shocking. Oh my god. I was gosh. totally shocked. Yeah. Um the Dunkin' Donuts and the Friendlies were both closed. I was I was very I'm shocked. Yeah, right? Yeah. Of all the, things. What's the chicken um, place? Sorry, I what's the chicken, the chicken place? place that's closed on Sundays. Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. Chick so I used to live on the West Coast where we didn't have Chick-fil-A at the time and I always ended up traveling on Sundays 
And I was always so disappointed to be in an airport with a Chick-fil-A <laughs> and it's closed. It was very long. It was years before I finally got to have something from Chick-fil-A. Anyway, that's just tell, um, tell me like, things Chick-fil-A are closed. That, that's, yeah. that's the, my... Chick-fil-A, the Chick-fil-A in the Minneapolis airport was closed, uh, not on Sunday. Oh, mm. wow. What's going on? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so, so overall, but overall, the, you know, the traveling experiment experience was, was fine. Uh, it was pretty standard other than the mask thing. So, um, so that was good. So, yes. So I went to South Dakota, um, with my husband's extended family and we, while we were there, we went to devil's tower one day, which is actually in Wyoming and highly recommend that if you're ever in the area, it was that was it's fascinating. It's a fascinating. Wait, that's a natural um, formation. It's right? a natural, yeah. For, yeah. It's a natural rock formation. Um, there's some there's some uncertainty about how it formed. It, I mean, it basically looks like this just like chimney of rock just sticking up in the middle of the landscape. It's very striking. Um, wow. And it has these very these vertical striations in it, and uh, climbers will climb there. We actually saw some people climbing up it. Wow. Um, like, you know, hardcore rock climbers climbing up. This was not like what <laughs> average Joe was going to do. Um, okay. So we just did the, the trail where you just walk around it. And so the, this is not my fun fact. This is, is that something this, like, that's like part. one of those things that it's much different to see in person than it is in a photo? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was pretty cool. Okay. Um, so there's some, there's some uncertainty about how it was formed, but I think the, but the prevailing theory seems to be that it was this like upsurge of lava, so of magma. So it's volcanic rock, right? That that came up oh. at some point in the distant past. So it wasn't and eroded. Then the, okay. Right. Well, no, that that's that's what happened. Was that the they think the the magma came up and solidified into this volcanic rock, uh. and then the other rock eroded away around it oh that oh. makes so much sense there's a yeah. there's a place in um in washington called ape caves which has nothing to do with apes but it's it's an underground tunnel that's perfectly spherical and smooth and you can walk down it for for like a good mile or so wow. but the it gets smaller smaller and smaller until at the end you have to be on like on your hands and knees if you want to continue um, but mm-hmm. but uh, the reason um, I found out the reason it's like that is exact. It's a magma tube. So the magma oh. was flowing and hardened on the outside, and then just mm-hmm. kept flowing in the middle. So it hollowed it out and kept keeps getting narrower and narrower. Huh. Anyway, um, that's cool. Another interesting yeah. magma yeah. formation. Yeah, volcanic rock is fascinating. Um, the way it forms. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the other the other place we went was Mount Rushmore, of course. Very cool. And so that's where that brings me to my fun fact. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> when, um, oh, hang on, I got it in my notes up. Um, so when you if you go when you when you go to Mount Rushmore, you can take this trail that kind of goes around below it, and and there are a few informative informative plaques and things. And so Allison's one of them favorite. was about how, <laughs> what's that? Allison's favorite. She loves plaques. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so one of them was about the, the process of how they carved Mount Rushmore in the 1930s. And they had one of these old air compressors that they used to generate the electricity 
for the jackhammers that they use. So they electric um, jackhammers. So Interesting. They had electric jackhammers. So they, I think that they did like kind of the crude initial stuff with TNT. Um, okay. But then to do a lot of the finer work, I mean, it's on a massive scale. So, you know, fine is relative, but um, they used these jackhammers. And so they had to generate enough electricity to run them all the time. And so they used, they built these air compressors. Huh. And so, and this, so this brings me to my fun fact that uh, when I read this on the plaque, I turned to Brett, my husband, and I said, well, that's my, my fun fact on Saturday. <laughs> and I was just like, I knew it right off the top. So, um, so I'm going to read a little bit from, from this plaque. So this engineer came from the National Park Service um, to check on their system. And he noticed that, and they had, the workers had noticed that there was a large power loss every Monday morning. Huh. And so I guess I'll give you a moment to, do you want to, any of you want to guess why they <laughs> why were seeing a lot Monday, of power loss always happened? on Mondays? What happens on a Monday? I have no idea. It doesn't sound like anything in nature that happens weekly. Correct. Uh, I don't know. Like, don't well, know. maybe some sort of somebody left something nearby that an animal was attracted to a bear it's gotta have something to do with <laughs> no, a bear no no okay, okay. so I give up. now i'm gonna blow your mind because this is gonna relate back to something else we've already talked about <laughs> okay. in this podcast okay so so this is a quote from this engineer who was do, who's researching this he says well i found that just about every woman in keystone washed clothes on monday and a lot of them had electric washing machines and the plaque goes on to say, instead of trying to rearrange Keystone's laundry schedule, Spots asked, Spots is the engineer, Spots asked the Mount Rushmore Commission to buy a gasoline-powered auxiliary compressor. And after that, we had no more power problems. <laughs> it was That's laundry. Funny. That's amazing. It was laundry. Oh, everyone... Everybody just did their laundry on Mondays. That's... I don't know why that was. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I that's... don't know. Yeah. It was just a, a convention for them for some reason. Oh, and really? so they uh, were using up all of the power. That is or they were using up a good chunk of the power that these these workers were trying to build Mount, run their jackhammers <laughs> to, to carve Mount Rushmore. So they wow. had to uh, <laughs> bring in extra power on Mondays. <laughs> that is fascinating. I, okay. I can't believe everyone was so synchronized. I think we tend to... Am I right that, uh, or is it just me that we tend to do laundry on weekends? Yeah. Well, I think it's like, if you think about then versus right. now, like now our free time is weekends, but if you're like a housewife who's like family goes back to work on Monday, it's the first day you have to yourself oh, yeah. in the house. You have like the Sunday church clothes that need to get pressed, done and pressed for the next week. Okay. Like that makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, that does. Yeah. yeah. That does make more sense. Hey, I'm very, really curious. I've never seen Mount Rushmore up close or um, even pictures of it up close. Is it actually like smooth or is it like kind of you see like, oh, they did it. It only looks smooth from a from a distance because it's actually just yeah. done with a jackhammer. Well, I mean, it, obviously you can see a lot more of the the imperfections and stuff when you're up close. Okay. Um, and it's interesting. So like they tried to depict Teddy Roosevelt wearing glasses, but basically all, when you, and so from a distance, it kind of, you kind of get that impression, but when you get close enough up to it, you can see that basically they just carved the, the, the nose piece of his glasses. Okay. Um, and there's oh. only the barest hint of the, like the outside of the frame. 
Oh, interesting. But it's enough. Um, even just having that nose piece there, it's enough for from a distance when you look at it, you're like, oh, he's wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm super impressed by it because and I think even more so because when Allison and I were in North Carolina, we stopped by um, this this like what hundred year old cabin that was like one of the original. Yeah. I don't know. It was some historic building, but outside it was a statue that someone had made um, much more recently. And it was, how would you even describe it? Rudimentary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looked like a child had made it. Like it was all out of, this, this poor guy, whoever they were trying to depict, was yeah. all out of proportion. His, his feet were gigantic and his, it was just all misshapen. Yeah. And um, it just really made me appreciate like, wow, this is what like a bad job looks like. <laughs> and like everyone, every single, um, monument like in Central Park is like perfect pretty much yeah. and uh, yeah so it just makes me appreciate but I don't really I think just seeing a bad one really made me appreciate the level of skill that actually goes into these these things. Mm -hmm. Well I was thinking about the jackhammer because I don't know if this is a, a very specific reference for me but has anyone else seen the Macaulay Culkin film Richie Rich? No. No, um, not. So, but I loved Richie Rich cartoons when, as a kid. So their their house is like the Biltmore Estate, if in Asheville, if you're familiar with that um, okay. house. Yeah. But they have like a family Mount Rushmore in the back, and it's and it's oh. under development during during the uh, during the course of the movie. But they have this like long distance like laser cannon that they use to like etch out the family what? shape. So now I, I just associate like Mount Rushmore with this like weird laser cannon. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know why. And uh, so just thinking about actual people with jackhammers, it's like, oh, that's that's not a Macaulay Culkin film. And that's probably much more accurate. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But they have big, the dad has big brass glasses oh. that like fit on the mountain. It fit on the mouth. Oh, yeah, they're actually a, brass. Okay. So yeah, as opposed to like Teddy okay. Roosevelt's like hint of glasses. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. We can all I'll pull up the dream. clip. I need, okay, <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Thanks. Um, yeah, we can all dream yeah. one day of having our very own family portrait, family Mount Rushmore. Rushmore portrait, mm. yes. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe of maybe of Paris then. Or, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's been that's been fun. I think that's it for us. Any unless anyone else has any additional notes. No, nope. nothing nope. here from from Allison. She's saying it's over. All right. So All it's right. over. All right, well, it's been... Follow us on social media. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, take it go away, look RJ. At, go look at RJ's drawing because she has drawn a plane wearing a mask. Yes, <laughs> and, and Mount Rushmore under construction with a, yes. with a jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the... We need the the women doing the, the laundry and, and sucking up all the power, though, I think. I don't know. Maybe that's too much, but... <laughs> when I go back to add my Jersey Devil, I'll, uh, I'll add that in. I see you came up with, is this the word for the fear of the number 13? Yes. Can you pronounce that? <laughs> I think Alice said it at the beginning, but I, I heard it before. Triscodecophobia. Yeah. Little goldfish. Why don't you just not, draw a goldfish in yeah, the corner? Tris That'll be David's contribution. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, it's definitely time to wrap this up. Um, <laughs> RJ. David's had enough abuse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. RJ, take us away. Um, oh, no, I don't have my own script. <laughs> uh, uh, follow us on social media. We're at Hot Chai Games on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Twitch. If you're not watching on Twitch right now, um, you should be. Every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, we stream the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge and then this podcast where you can see the live drawing that we're referencing. <laughs> um, so follow us. I will also probably be streaming at random times <laughs> throughout the week on Hot Chai Games on Twitch, either playing uh, playing Match Solitaire, playing Words call it attempting words on stream maybe or drawing we'll see whatever yeah i just learned about like. words on stream from <laughs> rj it's a it's a game you can play on twitch which i didn't know you could even do but yeah yeah so uh, follow an us and, yeah so follow games. us and play because it's not fun when it's just me that's what i like <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, and also, if you are watching on Twitch right now, stick around because we're going to raid a channel that's watching or playing Fall Guys right now, which is also super Ooh, fun. Sounds like fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks, RJ. And we'll see you all again next week. Same time, same place, 11 a.m. Eastern. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye. 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 Ooh,